0: Welcome, everyone, to the Avengers Podcast, where we talk Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Torn, and with me is my co-host, Peyton, along with Will. Who's who's saying, okay, you're saying hi first.
1: (laughs) I beat you (laughs) to the punch.
2: I am. Um, What's going on, everyone? Yeah, Will's back. Last time we had, well, how long ago was that? We were talking about MCU fatigue. I don't know. That was like episode 30-something.
1: Feels like it was yesterday.
2: Yeah. But now we're back to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special because Will here is our resident Guardians of the Galaxy fanatic. So, <laughs> so yeah, he's here to, uh, to, you know, aid in that conversation. But of course, before that, we have the news of the week, uh, and uh, then we'll get into that. But before that, what have you guys watched this
0: week? Anything good? Uh, you can go ahead. Let me see. Um, I haven't really been watching anything recently. Not, not Andor. You certainly, have been haven't watching Andor. Oh she my god! Be. God, dude, I will never get over that. Um, It'll be easy I, to get over it if you just watched it. Okay. Right. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> but I will get to Andor. I will get to Andor. I will say that I will get to Andor today. I will. I will get to Andor today. I'm gonna be going back home. Um, I don't know when, but when I do, I'm turning on my TV and watching
1: Andor. I will binge it. Good, and good. Binge King will be back. Yes. yeah, that's, it. Deserves a thorough binge.
2: By the way, if Torn sounds if Torn's audio ever goes scuffed, it's because he's on his phone.
1: <laughs> no, it's just it's actually really it's just normal.
2: Yeah, true. You're right. It's just because the Blue Yeti is a trash microphone. Not yep. really. I can't say that
1: it's, Are it's you good sponsored? for the budget.
2: No, I'm not, but okay. you know, it's just, it's good for the budget. You know, I mean, I, it's, it's fair enough. <laughs>
1: Dude, I'm running a, I'm running like a razor head headset. It's like, you know, like, I think it's like one of like the most basic ones.
2: Bro, that was, but, I, I was using that as a microphone back when I was doing like YouTube back in the day, back in the day, it was like five years ago, <laughs> but like, like recording an audacity. Oh my God, the audio was so bad and I didn't know how to, like do any like audio engineering type stuff. So it it was awful.
1: Dude. I'm actually, I'm working on a, on a video essay kind of, I mean, like I'm working on a video essay uh, about how shadow the hedgehog's character arc should be preserved in the next Sonic movie. It's like a really comprehensive thing. And I'm like, it's looking like it's going to be like 45 minutes long. I've never made a video before. And I'm, and I have like a lot recorded and I'm using audacity and, I'm surprised the audio is as okay as it is, but it, it feels like I'm working with like a dinosaur
2: and audacity audacity's fucking awesome.
1: No dude, it sucks. No, sorry.
2: It's, it's great. If you know, if you know what, if you know what the effects to use and shit, it's great.
1: Yeah. I have no clue what I'm doing. I, I'm literally just recording and. Nah,
2: man, you got to use noise canceling. You got to use bass boost treble. You got to, you got to, um, some other stuff limiters compressor i mean they're yeah.
1: sorry dude um you're just gonna have to live with it whenever it's out oh, whenever my, my oh, video oh, essays out oh. sorry all right sorry i'm editing it in premiere Premier pro
2: well well did you did you watch anything will this week
1: Andor, yeah <laughs> so good it's so I, good i, I mean uh, it was
2: the finale of course we're not talking about because thorn hasn't seen it. <laughs> No, look, uh maybe if he binges he, it all by next week we can talk about it next week but you know i don't, I don't know
1: <laughs> that and or and um you know i don't know my brother's been watching wednesday he says it's really good i'm interested in wednesday but i haven't started it yet
2: i watched the first like five i think are out five episodes of titans the new season um it's it's been solid, but it's it's at a, the 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 series is at a breaking point because every season of Titans starts out pretty strong and then it just completely goes downhill. And right now, it's at the point in the show; it's at that tipping point where it's either they're either going to pull through or it's going to get real bad real quick. And Dude. um, Ugh. I'm dreading it, but Damn. you know, it's Titans is very much a guilty pleasure show because even the good stuff, it's not that great.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, it I controls not thing. Yeah. Doom Patrol's a thing. And it's consistently solid.
2: It really is. Oh, and the new season's coming out relatively soon. Or the first half of so the new happy. season, that
1: is, but I'm, I'm so excited. Like, you know. Titans just I think, I think with Titans for me, uh it's hard for me to get over the vibe. I think the aesthetic and also uh Jason's actor. I think
2: Well luckily he hasn't been right in this new big. season, so that's been that's been nice. But oh. yeah, other than like Jason Everyone's pretty well cast. Like
1: <laughs> Connor, Connor is well cast. Yes, really well cast. Great. In my opinion,
2: Brendan Thwaites is, Dick is God. He's so. Good. I wish he wasn't wasted in that show. Rachel's well okay. characterization
1: okay. wise. You think? You no, think? just as
2: the as as an actor as that character. The character oh, could yeah. be written better, but he's he's great.
1: I mean, uh, he probably probably because he gives a shit about the character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, more than the writers do.
2: Yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, but, you know, this past week was Thanksgiving, so, you know, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving that's listening to this, if you celebrate. Dude,
1: shut up. I'm sorry. No one wants to hear that.
2: You're right, you're right. But in honor of Thanksgiving, I rewatched Spider-Man 1, Raimi Spider-Man 1, which, as everyone knows, is a Thanksgiving movie. And fuck. I love that movie. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I love that movie so much. It's, it's solid. It's the it's ultimate just- nostalgia Movie for me. Everything about it.
1: Really? That's your that's your go to ultimate nostalgia movie. Oh,
2: oh, yeah. That and Revenge of the Sith.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith for me. I, I, um, Yeah. Raimi for me, Spider-Man three out of the Raimi trilogy is that's my comfort movie out of the three of them.
2: i ate spider-man one on repeat as a kid (laughs) just constant just on a constant loop when i if i ever got tired of it you know put on revenge of the sith watch that on loop (laughs) but yeah spider-man one definitely ooh, so good but yeah like i said news of the week guardians of the galaxy if there's time codes in the description or the show notes if you want to jump around you can go ahead and do that but let's talk about the News. Not, there's literally like three pieces of news. So um, Let's start off with this. This is according to a Hollywood reporter and was then confirmed by Disney themselves. Bob Iger is back as CEO of Disney, effective immediately replacing Bob Chapek or Chapek. I don't know if the fuck you pronounce this bald man's name. Um, good news on the whole? <laughs> um, was, we are talking about it in the Discord, but, you know, I mean, Bob Iger was both for and against TV, M.A., content on disney plus he seemed fine with rated r stuff because he was he 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 reassured people multiple times that like deadpool would stay rated r but like on disney plus he didn't want mature stuff going on disney plus so now it's like i don't know what's going on you know daredevil like we literally talked about last week there's a there's a apparently there was a rumor that Daredevil was had a good chance of being, or Born Again, that is, had a good chance of uh, being TVMA, and now it's kind of it's up in the air. But maybe because it's already in motion, that maybe it'll be like, nah, it's cool. And also that TVMA's like Deadpool and Logan, and you know, Daredevil, the original series, is already on Disney Plus. So unless they move it over to Hulu, I don't. Maybe, maybe it'll be fine.
1: I just, um, you know. I'm not the, usually the guy to be like, <clears throat> this character or property needs to be TV- TVMA to work. I, I genuinely think most things can work in PG-13 fine as long as you have a really uh, good characterization story. I don't think characterization, that's good characterization necessarily means you need to have gore or whatever, all this stuff. But for me, um, and this is something, and I know we talked about this in the MCU fatigue video, uh video podcast that episode for me i think for the sake of variety which is um you know we're at the tail end of phase four and i have this kind of a thought over the whole thing which is in, in my opinion y- y'all y'all remember the feeling of watching wandavision when it first came out right like the the wonder the like wow this is so weird this is so different oh yeah and then it's it's over and it's not bad but it's it's like you know the mystery solved, and in my opinion, it was like still safely handled i think I think that it's kind of the m o for the entirety of phase four where we all thought it would be pushing weird things and at least in my opinion, on the surface level and on paper, everything pushes for weird, cool, exciting things, but then in actuality, it's executed all of it very safe and very consistent to the point where I just I ache for variety that's why I think werewolf by night the holiday special um you know Loki like like those things In my opinion especially werewolf by night it's like stand out um and like TVma born again is TVMA um that's like gonna be better for variety's sake um they're gonna be able to Handle things a bit more seriously. And I think well, it'll also be easier to write for it. I, th- I think it'll be like easier to make, um, less things they have to worry about, uh, less chances to compromise the character uh, and his integrity. Not that obviously it's a given if it's PG 13 that Daredevil's character is compromised, it's just that it's much easier in my opinion, uh, to get that part of the world wrong with PG 13. And again, if it's PG 13, I kind of sense, like, I don't want another show that is good, but then there's a, but at the end of it. And that, but is, it feels like Marvel Disney plus. I don't want that.
2: Well, the first good sign is that they're actually filming in New York. So that's fantastic.
1: Um, Oh, cool. On location. Like, yeah, Nice,
2: yes, that's that's fantastic, which is which is what they did for you know the original series. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio has <laughs> been talking highly of it, but at the same time, of course, he would, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're right. TVMA obviously doesn't have to be a factor when it comes to blood and gore, but it certainly helps with storytelling. I mean, Jessica Jones had a, a rape plot line, there's no way that would <laughs> fly in a, yeah. a PG 13 series, so. It, it certainly opens a lot of doors for storytelling, but yeah, if, you know, they could, if the blood's toned down, who gives a shit? I mean, the Batman, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, that was pretty brutal at times, and that was relatively bloodless. So, yeah, it still works. Well,
1: I, I, I do think, I do think also, if something was rated PG-13, I don't know how willing Disney would be to push the limit, to make how, how like... I don't know. I mean, I guess if they'd be willing to make a TVMA thing, they wouldn't care how hard their PG-13 is. They, I think but they've I think,
2: been very gradually pushing the limit. Very gradually, know, mind you. But, <laughs> but yeah. Because, like, I mean, Multiverse of Madness had some, for Marvel, some relatively shocking things. <laughs> Again, Black for Bolt's Marvel. Death.
1: Yeah, Black Bolt's death literally put a lump in my chest. I was so, like, I was like, wow. like, yeah. that, like that was like, actually genuinely disturbing to watch the first time I saw it. I was like whoa okay. I even
2: in the beginning of the fit like when when um who whatever they were fucking fighting at the beginning strange defender strange and america chavez and oh, yeah, strange I, got stabbed yeah. through the leg and it had that close-up i was like oh <laughs> even that was uh just a bit more than we'd usually get the but the only really other thing i think of i can think of as far as like brutality is moon night but like we see blood We see more blood than we'd usually get, but we don't actually see the actual fighting where the blood came from. And then Falcon, the Winter Soldier with the blood on the shield, which that was pretty brutal. And, you know, usually we wouldn't see that blood. Even...
1: Well, it had an impact. Yeah, exactly.
2: And, but, you know, sometimes we still get, like, skip like 30 seconds if you haven't seen Black Panther Wakanda forever. I'm I'm giving you... uh, give you time okay <laughs> skip um at the end when namor stabs shuri and then she pulls herself off the thing it's bloodless there's no blood on that freaking spear
1: <laughs> i was like bloodless but but I, I still think that in my opinion that was still some of the most brutal oh yeah i agree fighting you know i'd ever seen and
2: i agree uh, that's what i mean like you can do that brutality without that blood but you yeah. know, it's just that it's just, that just they're the very suit. slowly pulling the boundaries, or pushing the I, boundaries rather.
1: I I always chalk that up to just the suit, you know. That's why there's no blood. It's the suit. It's magical. It's cool. Nah. Nah. Yeah. 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 Nah. 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 Yes. Yes. Torin, help. Torin. Torin, go help. Peyton's hurting me.
0: Wow. Don't do that. Thank you. But but yeah, like I I definitely agree. with, Like um. TVMA is always, like, one of those, like, it's, it's always, like, for me, like, I, I kind of see it as, like, a limbo type of thing because, like, you know, what, it, what at times it can be good, but I feel like some people always rely on things being, like, TVMA just so, like, we can get the content we want. And, you know, I mean, of course, like, we've said it before, but, like, you know, there are times where, like, PG-13 stuff can be, like, fine. You know, like, and things can be pushed. But um but yeah, and like like you said, Peyton, like their Marvel's gradually, like but slowly but surely, um, going towards a way to where like they can there's more like blood and stuff like that, or more violent sort of things.
1: I yeah. And I mean I I personally again I I hate that uh notion that TVMA, something being TVMA, and immediately legitimizes it um, over PG-13. Uh, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, it's like, it's like, I, I just, it's one of those things where, like, it, yeah, it would be cool if something was rated R, but it's not always needed. And I, I've been seeing this like like a lot, like, of course, you know, over the past couple of years where it's like, oh my god, this thing should be rated R and, like, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, not every like just just because something's rated R doesn't make it like good.
1: Yeah, like yeah. And it, 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 it can be easier like, for writers, but it's not instantly yeah. good.
0: Yeah, and like it's it's one thing to have a great rated R movie, but it's also another thing to have like a really great PG thirteen movie. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, so. because everyone can enjoy it too. I, I I hate I hate that like you know because it's still they're still out there you know. Like, <laughs> Uh, there are yeah, plenty of teenagers who like see R movies and stuff, but I, I think you're still alienating uh a certain amount of people from your story with an R rating. So that's that's the the fine line. I think that's like the you know, we saw it with Suicide Squad. Uh the Suicide Squad, but you know, um where box office not so great. Um but it was amazing and um you know Gun, gun. Personally, felt the story needed to be that it was that, and he nailed it. Um, But again, you know that's the trade off. I think with a super, unless you're Deadpool and you just have such mass appeal. um, If it's if it's R, I don't know. You you guys see what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I mean it's a it's certainly a fine line, and also, but yeah, like Deadpool. I mean he's just as a cult following and stuff like yeah. that. And obviously that, that first movie, you know, word of mouth. And then Deadpool two is obviously now that the words out and whatnot. And like the suicide squad, both released in the pandemic and a lot of people, not uh, general audiences, at least not being able to uh, disconnect it from 2016. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that hurt it a lot, but yeah, I mean, Sometimes it could be more impressive if p g thirteen like I mean look at andor that i mean torn hasn't seen it, but like that has a lot of like brutal moments that you feel, but Star Wars, including andor very bloodless, but it doesn't matter really because you get they that the story the politics within that show it's still very dark and mature, and you don't see i mean that you don't need that t v m a rating.
1: Yeah, yeah, and especially in something like Andor is full of gut punches. They're like, like, um, whether it's you know with characters, whether it's with just like the realness, um, how how prescient it is in our lives, like how relevant it is, um, the content and the points that it has to make, um, but you know, e. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that, that it's not MA and it's able to do all that um, and all. And, and it seems like it's able to do all that with ease, but I mean, everyone involved is just so talented and I, Disney Lucasfilm is just thankfully given um, them the sort of tools and the faith that they needed to kind of pull that off
2: and a budget. Yep. <laughs> Unlike Funny. Obi-Wan, they gave them scraps
1: dude and and look i will always staunchly defend obi-wan same it was bloated it was bloated but i i really though it it did it for me but it's night and day with andor it, really i and i really hope and i know it's not getting the best viewership i think it's it's you know now that word of mouth is getting around and more people are giving it a chance it's doing a little better i think i don't know. Um. I can't really speak speak to that for sure, but hopefully Disney doesn't learn the wrong lesson and and you know are like, hey, um, let's
2: do more stories about already established characters. <laughs> I would yeah, technically Andor and, is, but you know what I mean.
1: And, and or or stories or or stories just without the gravitas is this like like I don't mind getting a, <laughs> a Yoda show if it's as like compe- compelling thematically and emotionally resonant as Andor. You know, yeah, um, it does a lot in um, and, and or makes every bit of Star Wars better. It does like truly make the OT better. It makes prequels better. It makes it's it's so it's like a godsend. It's amazing.
2: And there's always room for stuff like Boba Fett and uh, Obi-Wan. Like, yeah, those exist for a reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course, of course.
2: But yeah, this next piece of news. This is according to Daniel RPK. It's rumored that Marvel Studios is looking for a Ryan Gosling type to play an evil Superman type role in the MCU's Thunderbolts movie. Whether it's Hyperion or Century is unclear, but it's it seems scoopers are leading more towards Century than Hyperion.
0: Oh, I can't wait to see Barack Obama as a oh century. <laughs> <laughs> um honestly like like what the hell would they even do against Century? I mean of course like I mean I just don't know but I mean Sentry is also a really nice addition to the MCU people have been wanting him for like like a decade at this point um but I, I mean we'll we'll see how it goes with Century and the MCU
1: as underwhelmed as I was with uh, Thunderbolt's lineup um of characters i century is so like that's like ex- palpitations uh, from excitement you know what i mean like century is just so iconic to marvel readers you know like i would i would argue as important in the comics as someone like winter soldier is so to uh, to see him in the movie would be awesome and and eventually hopefully we see him Rip a uh, a good version of Carnage in half in space.
0: Good I version.
2: <laughs>
1: a good version of Carnage. Oh, yeah, right.
2: that subtle, subtle, subtle. We...
1: <laughs> Sorry, I hate Venom too. I hate Venom too. <laughs>
0: That's Same. fine. That's fine. Because because Pain doesn't like Ven- the Venom movies either.
1: Oh, I'm a huge Venom fan. He's like so important to me. The comics are my faves. I think Rick Remender's Agent Venom storyline it was just called venom but it's it's flash in the suit and then also donny cates is venom and like king in black and all that stuff i think it's astounding and then like we get i think tom hardy's a good cast but like the venom movies are trash awful they're trash they're worthless to me Horrible. And, I, and i've coped with it i've already coped with it you know I don't care. I at this point, they're I'll just
2: be gonna fine. They're, they're gonna, gonna keep good making, good them keep making a shit ton of money. I hate, oh, I hate
1: that. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I, hate that. Oh, yeah, I, hate that.
2: I don't understand. i mean, torn. Likes some-
1: <laughs> them. Oh, I'm <laughs> they're, glad they're fine. Like, Clearly, general
2: uh, audiences fucking love it for some reason. I don't get it.
1: <laughs> it's fun. I mean, it can be fun, and like I think the second one, I think the second one's better than the first, but like. Barely. But I think the first, I think the, the the most damning thing the first one did was riot was awful. And I also think Horridic. that the final fight in the third act was visually the most stupid, confusing thing I've ever watched because you have yeah. two symbiotes that are so similar in color fighting at nighttime just in the oh space God, yeah. station launch day. Oh, yeah.
0: I was like, just about to say that. And I was like, dude, I can't see shit. It looks the same.
1: All, and, and then that's why Carnage is the perfect venom villain in, in, in a movie like that. Cause the contrast is like night and day, you know exactly who you're looking at at all times. And of course I can tell right from venom, but not when they're tangled up in each other at nighttime in front of a freaking NASA rocket. I don't know.
2: <sighs> and like, I, I, I said it in torn eyes venom two review, like the, for the third one, they cannot do a symbiote. Please, and like, it's just goo slapping together for a third. I like, don't care. I mean, audiences don't care, but I care that it's...
1: That it I love not, I mean, I
2: love Sybios too, but we can't just have that shit three times in a row to change, change it up a bit.
1: <laughs> I just think that the, the way they do the fights is not as, um... I don't like when the goo separate of the fists does the fighting. Like, if there were more intimate moments where they were literally up close like punching, kicking, like throwing, clawing, you know, trying to rip each other in half with their, like, arms and hands versus, like, I hate the moments where the goose separates from the people and they, like, fight because it's just, it's weightless. It's not satisfying. Sure. In the comics, I mean, like, Venom fighting, like, a group of people and, like, biting their heads off and, like, that's the most fun thing to watch, in my opinion. So, I think, honestly... Agent Venom, if they got it right, would make an amazing movie. I think that would literally translate so well to the screen. Um, but I don't know. I think they can do Venom well, too. It's just they haven't. They haven't yeah, yet. Well, yet after
2: No Way Home, leaving that symbiote behind, uh, I mean, it, it's, we could actually get a decent version of Venom. <laughs> funny. It seems like... I'm excited. I mean, apparently it was rumored that that was Marvel's plan anyway, but then Sony had to go and make the fucking Venom movies, but... Now, leaving that symbiote behind, Tom Holland might have made a new deal and Secret Wars and whatever. So, I mean, it could work out, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. is what it is. But um, this next piece of news, Yann uh, uh, Demange, Demange, apologies for my pronunciation, who directed the pilot episode for Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, is set to direct Blade. So we finally got a new director. They also got a new writer. So it's finally getting underway.
1: I'm so excited! I'm so excited. Blades the blades the one thing I'm I'm just like I am freaking out.
0: I'm glad I'm glad it's the person from a Lovecraft Lovecraft country because I heard that's really good. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's on HBO Max. Um, I, I haven't gotten the chance to watch it, but I heard Jonathan Majors is a really great addition to it. Yeah. I Can't wait for the the writer to be Michael Waldron. True. Well it's not Michael Waldron. (laughs) But I I, no no, I was kidding. Because people hate Michael Waldron.
1: Blade Blade just needs for one project to be in like production hell, for it to be Blade, that is heartbreaking, I think. How I I don't know. I, I I feel like I feel
0: like Blade's just so simple to do. He has to be rated R. Otherwise, it's trash.
1: Huh. Look, I think that, like, I mean, yes, there's a legacy you have to live up to. And I know I understand wanting to do your own creative thing. And and I think that that's possible and necessary. But I don't think it should be at the cost of the the cost of Blade being an action movie and at the cost of a really dark tone. I think the Lovecraft Country writer or um, director. Director, sorry, coming in to work on it is going to be to its favor, right, for sure. Or in its favor. Yeah.
2: I didn't write the writer down because I'm an idiot, but I remember looking him up and he doesn't have a ton of credits.
1: It's James Marsden. Oh. From Cyclops. I don't think, no, no. He says, and he says, he says, you know, I don't care if it's racist, I will write it. <laughs> and I said, that's messed up but he said that
2: I don't think that's what he said
1: he even said it in X-Men 2 there's a scene where Wolverine is like kissing Jean and he's like hey I'm gonna be writing Blade for the MCU
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> they go what's he's the MCU And like, he's like you'll you'll know
1: <laughs> like, you'll understand
2: in a, in a few years
1: <laughs> yeah Kevin Feige's in the background nodding his head in that scene but yeah. he, was on, he
0: was on set the whole time
1: Dude, but he was though. I mean, Feige was producer role in those movies.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, X Men movies. The He's dude. Gun is gonna destroy the MCU. I know, and, right. <laughs> He's
2: indeed. gonna make and Feige I'm, his bitch.
1: No, but I'm serious. I, I I don't I don't think I don't think it's gonna be like I don't think it's gonna be like that. But I think they have such a clear advantage over Marvel right now to be different and fill a niche because as good as the Marvel movies still are, they're still good, but it, there's always a but. There's always a but. Like, you know, it's it's good, but in my opinion at least, I don't know. I, I just think DC is set up in e- poised in every way to just kind of knock Marvel out of the water and then get some competition in to where we get a rivalry in between the two. In the first yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, there, there should be a. I would just want a rivalry between the two of them that 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 we deserve as fans versus Marvel's on top for like so long, like a decade. And then, if um, DC
2: does well, then Marvel does well because they have to. Yeah, and yeah. obviously DC's just been floundering, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a couple of years till anything really happens.
1: I'm excited. Uh, I mean, I mean, God yeah. said he's. To, to shareholders and to internally in and peter are are revealing their 10-year plan for yeah. dc A
0: 10-year plan that starts in like 17 years
1: no dude because because uh zaslav is like we need it now like i because yeah, they've cause always had this dying. like
2: oh, oh we have a 10-year plan look at all these movies and then they cancel them and they keep delaying them or whatever but now like actually hiring peter saffron and james gunn OK, well, I trust these guys and I know that they'll actually do a plan, you know, but at the same time, I mean, I I imagine it unless unless, I don't know, Gunn just decides he doesn't like the job. I imagine they'll he'll probably renew his contract to stay the head of DC Studios uh, oh, yeah. because only four years. I mean, you can only do so much, <laughs> you know, uh, I guess he could just make a plan, maybe like produce a couple of movies and he's out. But I don't I don't think he'll do that. But, you know.
1: We'll see. No, yeah,
2: I, yeah. Anyway, speaking of James Gunn, <laughs> um, he obviously came out with uh, his uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special this past Friday on Disney Plus. So here we are. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, will as your as uh, as the Guardians of the Galaxy fanatic, as the Guardians of the Galaxy stand, uh, as the Guardians of the Galaxy expert. What are your What are your feelings on this holiday special? By the way, we're just doing dude. spoilers because it's just a forty minute fucking special. Who cares?
1: Spoilers, yeah. What the hell? Are, first of all, what the hell are you doing here if you haven't seen it? Um, but, dude, uh, you know, I know I'm biased. I'm really biased, like really biased. But, um, I thought it was uh, perfect. I thought it was just about perfect, and uh, I think that. I mean, Drax and Mantis are phenomenal, and now that they have, they finally have a chance to shine and like do their thing as um, these characters that I just think that they mesh so well together. Like they, they're, they're such like unique personalities, um, and we got to see Summon Guardians too, and a little bit afterwards, you know, like here and there popcorn, little breadcrumbs, and and Infinity War and stuff but like to to get a special dedicated to them um and to have it be 44 minutes long and be so well put together and paced like there's so there's room there was room enough for such emotional resonance and like amazing entertainment and probably some of them I've been you know, it's some of the most entertaining uh, Marvel in Phase 4 to me. Um, but, you know, I uh, definitely... Star Wars is my favorite character. So, the the little reveal at the end, which, you know, you could have kind of guessed, and I think a lot of people did guess, so it's not a really massive reveal. Didn't
2: help that they but, spoiled it.
1: And it didn't help that they did that. Um, nope, that's really fucked up. But the fact that that it was a big deal to Peter um, and seeing his reaction to it Um, and Mantis. I don't know. I think I just thought it was, I thought it was amazing because you know, Peter's lost. I mean, they've all lost so much. Uh, That's like the point, but I mean, Peter, when he was a kid, he lost the one woman. He loved more than anything else in the world. His mom um, was abducted. Um, And then, Found someone else he loved just as much in Gamora, and she was killed. Um, and to see his like, and I, I will never ever hate the character for doing this. I know people are still upset and call it like indefensible. Him punching Dano, seeing him lash out like that was human. And and I and I was like, human oh my and god, in like, character, <laughs> in in character, and it's not like, in yeah, he's a doofus, but dude, if you're right there in front of like. And you learned that the only person who cared, you cared about as much as your mom who died was gone uh, at the hands of her abusive father. And he was right in front of you. And in such a compromised position, who wouldn't react so emotionally unless you were like Spock or, or like a genius or someone with a forethought, you know, but that's like losing you know, someone. I don't know, but but I I know it's a tangent. But then to, for him to kind of, and he and he already has had Mantis for a long time, and the rest of his family and the Guardians. But to like, for Mantis to be like, hey, like I'm your sister, and I wanted to do this for you because I care about you. Um, and her reasons for keeping that a secret and all of that stuff, culminating in like his response to her and the hug. I don't know, man. I'm just, I've been going on for a really long time. Um, that made me cry. Uh, it was a lot for me. And, um, and it, it's one of those reminders. It's like, I know in between the times that uh, James Gunn is doing stuff, there are a lot of people out there, not me, but there are a lot of people who kind of doubt his abilities, especially with him. as the new head guy for the DCU. But like he did a holiday special and he did it so well that it that it, it manages to do so much in 44 minutes um and everything he's done in the superhero space has been just phenomenal critically it's like yeah like this guy knows what he's doing he's so character first he's so he gives a he gives a shit you know um i don't know that's pretty much my my thoughts so
2: i disagree completely Okay. I thought this was, uh, was, it was, it was. I thought it was really average and really predictable.
1: Well, you know what? It's fine because you know what? It's fine because I don't need friends. Yeah. I actually well, don't need you, you guys know, friends. You know something like actually. that.
2: That's what I would say if I was a dumbass. Because this special, <laughs> I mean, automatically, this is uh, this is a yearly watch.
1: yeah. And oh I mean,
2: God. just. It's it's just, it's a James Gunn special. It's full of fun. It's full of joy. It's full of heart. Just everything about it. I mean, it opens up with that little animated bit, which I, which I was like, whoa, so
1: good, <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh! Like it reminds me, it's it fits the tone of those old like '60s specials perfectly. And the rotoscope and it being still slightly off. So good.
2: Yeah, and then like it is. Uh, Towards the end, it gets a little predictable, but like in a good way, because it's, it's still a holiday special. It, like, you know, Kevin Bacon, is afraid or whatever. And then, oh, no, Quill's sad or whatever. Oh, OK. Bring Christmas cheer back to Quill. It's pretty standard stuff. <laughs> but you know, it's it, just.
1: I think it helps it, you know?
2: Exactly. Exa- like it when you can have. I don't want to say overdone, but you can have like sort of cliche things, as long as it's executed well, it doesn't matter. And this is executed flawlessly. (laughs) I mean, it's yeah. Like you said, it's like 40 minutes long and he manages to pack in so much story in so little time while also semi setting up certain things, introducing new characters. Like we got Cosmo in this. Who's the best girl. (laughs) Yes. Um, Seeing Mantis more because obviously we saw her a good a good a good amount in uh guardians 2 and she was a fun introduction we get to see her a little bit more in infinity war but obviously she's not really the focus so but she has you know fun moments but actually getting to see her at the forefront and especially getting act getting to actually actually see her do some action sequences um was really really fun and drax is He's Drax, <laughs> but yeah, his, his, uh, relationship and banter with Mantis and those two actors just bouncing off each other. Are just, it's just done so well mm-hmm. and them going to earth and, and, oh, <laughs> and the sequence the part where, where, uh, Drax gets mad at the go cause it's the go-bot killed his cousin.
1: Yes. <laughs> which- that was, and him in the background, like. Punching in it. the end of the montage, yeah, good payoff, good so, setup. Good, good so good,
2: so good. It also confirms GoBots are canon in the MCU.
1: Dude, so much is canon now. Batman. Um, Margot Robbie is an actress in the MCU. John Cena is an actor actor in the MCU. I was trying uh, to. Ca- I should have. Pa- I should have paused it
2: because I didn't. Yeah, I, I only saw John Cena. I couldn't process all the other actors, but I didn't. I didn't go back. I should have.
1: There was uh, Flew Borg was in the bar too. Yeah. He played Javelin. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that so, uh, so good. I, I mean, and I love how involved James is with, uh, the people he makes movies with and like the relationships he's able to sustain, you know, it yeah, least to such awesome things. He's one of those
2: directors similar to like a, uh, a Nolan or, a, or a Tarantino where he likes to reuse actors. Yeah. And it's I I always love that because it's fun. like, Oh, he, he got a whoever back. And it. it's, that's always, it's always fun to see, uh, but there was also the part where, after they got drunk or whatever, and the lady tries to give them the little pamphlet or whatever for forty bucks and she, she's like, "Give me all your money,
1: yeah, no I
2: love that
1: I love the I love the pure like unadulterated moments of like character that like that was um and it was just so funny too, and also I kind of like how because because before in my in my the way that i viewed it was like oh like when she gets people to sleep it's more of a it's such a strong suggestion that she does some chemical thing that they just fall asleep i didn't think she could literally like hey do this you know what i mean like basically not mind control but it's like mind control light um I yeah because up to really this point she
2: could like feel feelings and make people fall yeah i guess we haven't really seen that huh
1: it was interesting. I mean, I mean, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, whenever I rewatch these movies, um, Infinity War is the one I, I watch as less consistently as I'm watching the Guardians franchise. Um, but, you know, pretty sure all I still consider in that Infinity War. Guardians 2.5 to me. Infinity War? For me.
2: No, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I think the only thing Mantis did as far as, like, using her powers was wake up Thor and then put Thanos to sleep.
1: Yeah. Which was such a big sleigh, such a girl boss moment, putting Thanos to sleep. Uh, but Torin, what are your thoughts?
0: Um, I agree with like everything y'all said. And I think like, because of the success by world by night, that special, uh, special presentations are like one of the best things that's happened to Marvel so far. Um, the addition of the guardian special, um, this is like, this was like super fun, honestly. Um, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed the beginning of a lot. Um, the addition of Kevin Bacon was amazing. He was, you know, a delight. Um, just like you said, with, um, you know, Drax and Mantis being at the forefront and like getting more character development was just like a sight to see. Um, the chemistry was just amazing. But, um, but yeah, like this was just—I had a blast watching this. I smiled like almost like throughout like the way through. Um, Cosmo, best girl, um, Groot was juiced up. You know, he's on GMO steroids. He looked phenomenal
2: as far as, special, as VFX goes. Because James Gunn has said on multiple occasions now, there's zero practicality to him. He's 100% visual effects.
1: <laughs> Wait. A hundred percent. A
2: hundred percent.
1: Yeah. That is absolutely I mean, insane because it looks like a guy in a foam suit, but like, yeah. I know there's some movements like him, like hopping up and down that, that are like, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, obviously, CCI, I and just obviously figured, his face, but <laughs> yeah. And, and wow. Like a Starlord pats is,
2: him on the shoulder.
1: That is good tracking, dude. In the trailer, I thought I was like, wow. Cause like when Gru's handing out these gifts in the trailer, I, I'm like, that's a dude on stilts that's a dude in a foam costume, which I was happy with. Um, But man, that is...
2: Yeah, foam costume, CGI head, or something like that. Or CGI or head, and maybe mix. just the face portion CG, something like that, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, mean,
0: I thought that too, because when, like, it's is, is at the end when um Kevin Bacon's with the, um, the old 97s, they're playing, you see Guru like, kind of, like, you know, like, cheering. I thought that was a foam costume as well. But yeah. to say that, like, you know, that's all 100%... You know VFX. That's like uh, actually really, really impressive.
2: Incredibly impressive. That's what James Gunn said. At least he could be lying. <laughs> <He> <laughs> but likes- I mean, maybe maybe it was a thing. Like maybe like like someone's like in a uh, VFX like suit or rocketed- a mocap suit. But yeah, sort of like rocket. Or and maybe they like when Star Lord pats him, they put like some sort of practical thing on his shoulder, so there is contact and then they CGI, CGI around that, or maybe it is just completely 100% CG. Regardless, incredibly impressive.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, man, like, I just... I, I I love this, like, a lot. And, like, like you said, Peyton, like, this is definitely gonna be, like, a yearly watch for me. Hell, I'm gonna watch it again, like, when it comes around Christmas time again, yeah. so... Yeah, so, I, um, Shit, I gotta... There's so much stuff. <laughs> Cause like, Iron Man 3, Hawkeye, and now this... <laughs> right but yeah i had a i had a blast watching this and also like the soundtrack was great um i don't know if y'all listen to them but the smashing pumpkins was in it i love i recently been listening to the smashing pumpkins so that's a really that made it even more enjoyable for me but uh, i mean i can't really say enough of this i really enjoyed it a lot that first song
2: by the old 97s, the, the one that they go to Starland. And they're, yeah. like, they're like, Hey, what's so good. What a yeah, great really song. Really? Cause they started it and I was like, I was like, I, where's this? Cause I'm always skeptical of songs and movies and show. I mean, that's I don't know. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it was real good. I mean, I, I should have trusted James Gunn. I mean, I mean, that's yeah, got James it. James Gunn knows his music. He like. bro has the most impeccable. T- I mean, he, and he, he's also said on multiple occasions that the music in these things aren't necessarily stuff that he would listen to it's just stuff that he knows <laughs> that fits the story or something that the characters would like he 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 nails it every time
1: yes because yeah. he's so he's so involved i mean it's a true passion he must have for getting these characters right and getting these stories right and, and he has such a he understands this um and it's so important and i think it applies across the board for like almost every kind of storytelling character comes first you know the story is informed by the character you get the character down the story kind of you know again it comes out it comes after the story comes later i think i think and and you know that's the reason that the first guardian's is so amazing because these are people we'd never seen outside of the the movie. It's not like Avengers where, you know, um, everyone has a standalone movie and they come together and, you know, to be fair, not that Avengers had a super deep story. It was just a fun little crossover thing, but like guardians is like, this is our introduction to these characters and we have to start them, not a team finish with them in a cohesive team and a beginning of a family and And show
2: depth and and, characterization and deep characterization and motivation yeah. with each of their characters and when other than group, cause when, he just says I
1: am group. Yeah. It was, <laughs> but he still has, but he still has some like,
2: sort of like backstory character. that you can interpolate because of his relationship with rocket.
1: Yeah. And, and, um, and those little moments without dialogue, like the flower and the girl and, you know, all those little things. And I think, I think, you know, he's an important character in the movie, but, um, it's kind of why Ronan didn't really have to be a good villain. In my opinion, in that instance, because there's so much interesting conflict and dynamic within the team itself. And these are the characters we're taking with us. And Ronan had connection enough, um, to Drax and his motivation with Thanos who had connections with Gamora who whatever. So we're able to have this in the sequel, this super comprehensive, like everyone is affected by parental, like familial trauma. Like the first one is like them sharing pain, learning how to share it with each other and become stronger because of it. And then in the second movie, it's like, this is the fallout of that. You know, they all have to be a parent to baby Groot. In the the first, the opening montage, uh, a lot of people were like the, you know, baby Groot dancing, like, it's just like a silly little Marvel thing. But like in the beginning of Mar- Guardians 2, and it was a tangent, but beginning of Guardians 2, when Groot is dancing to Mr. Blue Sky, Every character has a little tiny parenting moment, which sets like foreshadows the rest of the movie. It's so good. And by the end of it, and then going forward and you can see how star Lord is kind of like a pseudo dad to Groot. same with rocket same with, you know what I mean? Like it was just really, I just think Gunn has just such a, he's my favorite creative mind in the industry right now. I. It's just, I don't think I'll ever, I ever have and I don't know if I ever will be able to connect to an, another group of characters um <clears throat> as well as I have with the guardians in the MCU you know
2: yeah um, I absolutely agree that I mean that opening is just phenomenal <laughs> yeah. it's such a it's such a good opening it's so fun and it's it's always hilarious watching that scene knowing that they essentially just copied James Gunn dancing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was him dancing. I love I love that so much.
2: But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, James Gunn just knowing how to balance tone most of the time uh and knowing how to tell a cohesive story while with an ensemble cast and giving every character their time to shine. I think the closest person that comes to him it right now is Ryan Coogler, especially in that in like cuz both Black Panther mm-hmm. movies are essentially ensemble films. Like, Chadwick was the star in the first one, but he gave a lot of character to Shuri and Ramonda and Okoye and... and,
1: and Killmonger. Yeah,
2: and Killmonger. Like, he, he's fantastic at it, too. But yeah, James Gunn, bro's the king right now.
1: <laughs> well, it's crazy, because Ryan Coogler was able to... In Black Panther 2, like... namor feels like um almost like a deuteragonist he doesn't really feel so much like an antagonist in the film because and he is but but like i don't know he feels he's so important he feels so important his motivations feel so important his his new his idiosyncrasies and the his way that backstory. he speaks his backstory, how he treats his people. I came in Ramonda stole the show. I think they were the best parts of the movie, but you know, and as much as I don't like Leticia, I think that Shuri is an amazing character. She plays the hell out of her. And all of this is because all of this is able to happen because Ryan Coogler is as talented As he is, and he corrected his mistakes he made, or the mistakes that were made. I don't know if if he wrote the entirety of the first movie. Um, Uh, It's
2: the same writers for both movies. It's him. It's him and another guy, and I can't I can't remember their name. But
1: they they kind of. My biggest gripe with the first one was Killmonger had amazing points, and I feel like he was mostly in the right. But then they do something out of nowhere, so (laughs) reprehensible. (laughs) That's what I said.
2: That's what I I said said. last week.
1: he shoots that. he shoots his girlfriend, it's like, oh okay. You know.
2: That's literally what I said last week when we were talking about, we were talking That's about true. I was talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier and why I don't like that because the villain Flax maiden flat Flaxmaster girl, I forget her name again, was like, she's right, and then she blows up an orphanage. <laughs> yeah. It's the like, like, same thing. I was like talking about how Killmonger's like, yeah, he's right. But then he's like, Let's kill all the white people.
1: <laughs> no, they're obsessed with like and it's weird because like Chadwick does uh sorry, rest in peace, but T'Challa gains so much perspective from Killmonger at the end of the film, which is great. But it's like the film feels insincere. I think. I don't I, I feel like I feel like it doesn't feel as it feels like it's holding back from what it really wants to do and say. And I think Black Panther Two doesn't feel like that to me. It feels like it's like kinda falls to the wall, this is what we're saying. The name or call Spanish a hateful language because of colonization. That's, that's awesome. That's so cool that we get to see all of this. You know, we're here to talk about colonization. We're here to talk about, um, the trauma that, you know, these groups of people have been put through and have faced because of it. And it's like, And it's committed versus Black Panther one, which again is like Killmonger's the guy with the point and it makes him compelling, but just compelling enough to where, you know, we don't root for him completely because he shoots his girlfriend and wants to do a Magneto. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Again, it's still, it's still, they write it in a way to where it's like, you know, within the context of the film, it makes sense as to why he would be so violent and want to do these things. Yeah, his
2: motivation is clear. It's just, it's always executed. It's like, and I was even saying it at the time. It's like, he's a villain at the end of the day, but at the same time, even though he's right, he shouldn't just be a villain for villain's sake. I think that that's why, that's why, uh, like Thanos works so well. Cause like, he's right. Overpopulation is a massive issue, but he he's <laughs> obviously like kill half of the universe is his spot is <laughs> but yeah but, like he the way he he reasoned he has that reasoning in his mind about like killing half of all people because like doubling resources i mean it's just going to overpopulate again you'll have the same issue and shit it it works <laughs> a lot better like- than than a kill or flag smasher or whoever
1: I I like also that kind of in the second when like Infinity War that's Thanos' movie right exactly. that's his movie but and we get all that from there and then in Endgame the facade is stripped down and you just see he's deranged at the end of the day I like that I think I think that it does work in that case because like at the end of the day at least what I take from Endgame um, is I don't think he really gives all that much of a shit I think it's more about the mission and that he's doing what he it's his will and that power. he wants to impose in the power and i and, I, um, I believe
2: that he maybe uh it was genuine initially when his planet yeah. was dying but then after that when he actually started going his quest and shit that's what he started to
1: see <laughs> how like much of a dick he is like like whenever he's like desperate like i think that's just like it's he makes him so hateable like instantly and so that's why i think end games dynamic like oh it's so good but um but, but and it's no. also
2: an earlier version of Thanos yep that's yeah, angry not as wise
1: yeah so um but um back to Guardians of the Galaxy um I don't care about all this other stupid shit uh I I like I think Meredith Quill is kind of a baddie sorry <laughs> huh?
0: Want to repeat that?
1: <laughs> what? Is Meredith Quill is kind of a baddie. Oh my, she is on her deathbed, bro. Oh no, God. dude, you're nasty. <laughs> like no, you that's cold. what you meant. No, dude, I meant in the in the opening of the second movie.
2: Oh,
1: at the Dairy Queen.
0: Oh, we should have said that,
1: <laughs> dude. Y'all are oh, sick in the head. Oh, you Dairy said Queen. it.
0: Barry Queen is pretty good. I ain't going yeah, Queen is, Queen. A but like, it's also it's also crazy how like in the beginning of the second movie, um, Kurt Russell that was all just makeup for him.
1: Yeah, it wasn't CGI. Yeah, yeah, that was
0: all, that was pretty good.
1: Oh, Kurt Russell's amazing. Oh, Ego is such a good villain. Ah, oh, it's so It's, ugh, it's so good. Mid- Oh,
0: the one okay. thing I wanted to say sorry. about the Guardian special, I love how they just start ragging on, like, actors. And, like, I oh, love maybe yeah. uh, ne- Neb- Neb- those lines, like, wow, maybe actors aren't all pieces of shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, and it's, I really, this apparently across the internet, everyone remembers that line, because she says shit, and it's, like, right at the end, at the resolution of her Happy Christmas movie. And, uh, and, like, I was on Facebook, and I hate that I'm sorry, like, I've already made a mistake going on Facebook, but you know the MCU people on Facebook are insane, but they're like, "Yeah, it was pretty good, except for the one use of the S word at the end of the movie." And it's like <laughs> their use of shit was really funny. I think I, I thought that that was really good. Um, also, Nebula dancing, everything Nebula does in that movie in that special is just she's so precious. Yeah, I gotta
2: watch it again and watch the background because I'm sure I missed a ton of shit.
1: There was a there was a shot where the 97s th- when they were singing with um david bowie which or sorry
2: david bowie Bowie.
1: (laughs) bro yes david (laughs) bowie it's the whole it's it's not kevin bacon anymore but when they were singing with kevin bacon um which by the way that was also a really funny song if you were listening to the lyrics it was pretty funny but the there's a scene where it focuses on nebula dancing and she's like it is so i mean you know you can imagine it. it's just it's she's trying to dance and look cool and Edgy. Um and her giving oh my gosh, Rockets Present.
2: It's actually just Karen Gillen just trying to dance.
1: Yeah, it's actually yep. She can't dance because she's covered you know. in makeup. Anyways, uh this bald woman gives uh a little raccoon a present. It's so That good. was so good.
2: It was so good. I, I was like, ain't no goddamn way. <laughs> Where'd she get that?
1: Slay <laughs> That's, that is just...
2: It was both the most ridiculous thing, but it was also super sweet. I didn't know what emotion yeah. to feel.
1: I felt... No, like, I that that literally, like... That Rocket, was one of those moments where I was, like, behind my eyes, I felt a little bit of, of something. Yeah, you know, like, like,
2: Rocket's delivery... Or, Rocket's... Uh, Bradley Cooper's delivery as Rocket, when he says, Bucky's arm? <laughs> like, he's so yeah. sincere. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet, but also... Wh- what... When... <laughs>
1: love that we've gotten to a point where nebula is doing these things like like oh my gosh what a character arc that she's you know been on and i think uh it's just it's it's awesome it is really just fan service but it's also just a great way to inform character like those little moments like having nebula give rocket a gift cuz she genuinely gives a shit and cares about him she cares about him just like the rest of us out here who have been watching from the outside like that's just you know the same and and also Nebula sticking up for Rocket when Kevin Bacon called him a raccoon and yeah. she pulled a gun on him was so sweet um yeah sweet i'm talking about it like this but it was it was sweet I, and and Nebula was always the kind of person that I mean, it's, and it's honestly, all of it came from pretty much the beginning of Guardians 2 to where we are now was her, like the majority of the legwork of her arc. So that's a lot of ground to cover, um, for a character who isn't really a main character.
2: Right. Um, Like her, the fact that she got so much development and care in Infinity War and Endgame, mostly Endgame, was crazy.
1: Yeah. Nebula deserves it too. She's an amazing character. Um, You know, it's just I'm just glad that we have a Disney Plus Guardians thing that isn't episode two of What If, which is probably the single worst thing Marvel's ever done, in my opinion. (laughs) Can't believe the worst.
2: Hard disagree. Hey man,
1: (laughs) that's fine. I just think I thought it was disrespectful to Chadwick, and I thought it was Chadwick loves it. That's good. That's good. I just personally like it felt like a really weird the writers know people hate infinity wars thing with star lord doing that and it almost felt like a some sort of a weird meta apology for it by making him basically flawless um in what if and i don't think it, i the, int- the whatever's interesting about that character is by virtue of it's chadwick as star lord and i don't think anything else about that character is all too f- interesting um that's just you know and i and i love that shadwick was able to play him i just don't think that the character that he was playing was written very well it was he was flawless like to be and and, and it felt even more like like a mocking thing when they're like oh yeah he also reformed thanos like okay like very good the rest of your season also sucks just so you know like what if had the potential. To be anything, and it just ended up being a worse Infinity saga.
0: Oh, I like it-
1: well, congratulations. You like the most creatively disappointing, most stupid letdown of the stupidest franchise of all freaking time. Oh. I see. I'm just kidding. I thought I thought like the strange episode was really good, but um and a zombie episode I thought was terrible for sure also. I thought that was just like I agree. <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, and everyone's out of character in it, too. Like, still out of character. Like, imagine writing Bucky the way you wrote him. (laughs) I don't understand. He's, like, the worst offender.
2: Imagine Ant-Man just not giving a shit that Hope died.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or or Bucky being like, I know I should care that Cap is dead, but I'm not. Or that, or that, I think it was, like, Falcon or Cap. I just remember he, he, like, he, like, makes it, this is the end of the line comment and he kills cap who's a zombie and it doesn't like or break him. And then Falcon dies or the zombie version of Falcon or whatever. And he's like, I know it should be set, but I'm not.
2: They probably but, thought it was a character because of the whole, they ate each other thing. But, uh,
1: yeah, like not. A, I mean, dude, they still, he would still give a crap because it was Steve's friend too. I, I don't know. I feel like they didn't really give him a lot of credit in that, um, episode a party Thor episode was fun too but it was just fun and I don't know man I I just feel like we could have had like some really neat things from what if but what we got was everything's just another Infinity Saga which we've seen we've already seen it and we've already seen it done so well like like we could have had none of them connect and all of them be so weird like what if Beta Ray Bill and Hulk were like space like like a buddy cop duo in space like that's just off the top of my head or like what if like what if uh ghost rider um had to protect baby thanos so you could do a cosmic ghost rider episode for what if like characters we've never seen before i don't know
2: i mean maybe because we're obviously we're getting in a second season so maybe it was like maybe like first scenes it's like let's ease this ease everyone into the idea of like what what if is and then maybe they'll go balls to the wall i don't know i mean they're still going to use established characters and stuff but i don't know exactly how i mean they played an episode at comic con or wherever uh yeah and apparently people like that but also i mean i don't know
1: no i mean that's good and and i and i feel bad like you know i don't want to make like it's awesome if you like what if um and it's awesome if any you know i'm glad I just, for me, I think out of, out of, and I'm not even exaggerating, I think out of everything, even mm-hmm. minus the Star-Lord episode, because um, I know that I, I'm definitely biased there. And I'm going to admit that. But minus the Star-Lord episode, even, like, if that wasn't even a part of the season, I would call it the weakest effort uh, by the MCU. I think, I think from concept to execution, it's just such a disparate, you know, it's such a steep drop-off to me, personally, but you know, it's not, it's not like, and, and and it's not like I haven't judged it for the content that it is. And I know I'm kind of projecting expectations onto it and judging it for what it, it I think it should be, um, which isn't entirely fair, but I do think that I, I've given it a fair sh- like shake and, um, have judged it for what it is. And like, even just judging it by the content of its episodes, besides the strange episode, which I thought was just really great. Um, they were just kind of okay for me. I mean, sure. That's kind of a tangent. I'm sorry.
2: I mean, it's okay to be wrong, but you know.
1: Yeah. But, you know, you'll you'll learn to be right, I think, one day, right? <sighs> that's the first step, right, is being aware. So that's good sure, that, you're, that you're there. Yeah.
0: Sure. Torrin? Yes. <laughs> what would you I'm just, listening, I'm just listening right now. <laughs> What would you rate Guardians of the Galaxy all-day Special? Uh 8.5 out of 10. It's, it's not it's not a 10 out of 10 because I have a, I have to watch it again to see every little detail in the background and to see the
1: best girl Cosmo. So Love Cosmo.
2: Well, what would you rate
1: it? A solid 10 out of 10. Ah,
2: oh my god. Ah. Hey,
1: it's Cosmo. Hey. She's here to cameo this episode, guys. Everybody welcome Cosmo from nowhere.
2: want to stab him.
1: Hey, no, but, but 10 out of 10 for me, but you know,
2: uh, I'd give it an eight
1: solid, solid, solid. Yeah. It, but we all know the Playmobil movie is better. I don't even know why we're talking about guardians. This episode, we could just be talking about the Playmobil movie. What? Yeah.
2: Is it, is it? Anya Taylor-Joy in that?
1: Yep, I think so. (laughs) Did you see what Star Wars
2: theory said about Andor?
1: Oh, God, no. (laughs) No, no, I'm sure it's bad. I'm sure it's terrible. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure it's the worst thing of all time. Uh,
2: Uh, He said he didn't like it because certain buildings had bricks and screws.
1: (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I think I saw people making fun of that on Facebook. Like, oh, look closely, bricks. Um yeah, it's interesting. Uh Star Wars Planets aren't able to use yeah, bricks, Star- even though Tatooine yeah. and like a new hope was literally like based on like Adobe Huts and stuff. Like what?
0: That's crazy. So freaking Star Wars fan like recognizes the architecture.
1: Yeah, literally. Oh my god, it's it is rare. It is rare. But he's like a he he's like a gorilla, bro. He's like a thumb. I don't I don't understand. What he thinks he's offering to the discussion ever, um, he's a talented individual. But I like it's also thematically, it's literally emotion. It's relevant in the context of the story that there's brick. It's relevant, you know, for reasons I won't spoil for Torrent. but you know, uh, Peyton, it's relevant. Yeah, so it's like yeah, it's kind of like complaining, like. Like, oh, yeah, uh, there's a Yondu uses a flying arrow in Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Okay. I saw someone say
2: say, wait until he finds out about them using a Gillette Razor as a communicator in episode one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: It's just like, oh my God, they did use that, didn't they?
1: They did. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. People are, uh, Star Wars fans are so interesting uh it's like it's just they're awful I think I think I and I hate it it's like the worst fandom to be a part of
2: yeah it's awful yeah horrible 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 so who's ready for Uh, guardians 3
1: I uh, I have been since guardians 2 I am I love that
2: the holiday special is just this wonderful pocket of joy just for James Gunn to absolutely crush us Yep, (laughs) Guardians Three.
1: Yeah, it's gonna hurt so bad. Oh my god! You know that leaked trailer that I saw before they got taken down, and like, I and I hope that they release the trailer in full soon. I know James Gunn's his explanation was CGI wasn't finished; he didn't feel like it was ready. to Shut everyone, but they just shut it at the convention.
2: They apparently they are doing a presentation at what's it called CCXP or something like that.
1: When? When is In that? In
2: Brazil, like next week, I think.
1: Or- I'm, well, I'm. Oh, I'm really. I mean, that would be uh, as good of a time as any. But you know how Marvel is with their recent track record of doing trailers like three months before the movie comes out. Yeah. You know, uh, Spider Man was a huge one. Huh. Spider Man was like the one. I, everyone wanted a trailer so bad for so long, and then it was like, like no, like September, late September, right or October. Yeah when that first trailer dropped for that and Crazy um, I'm like, dude, like I just want to see something, you know, I, maybe that's because so much of it was under wraps at the time for Spider-Man, but, and, and also because the VFX team work brutalized and it shows in the final product. Still, I think guardians, it should be easier for them to just show footage sooner. <laughs> um, especially since they have a trailer already put together and they showed it to people.
2: True, and if it's like if they do do like the three months out thing, <laughs> um, then there there's probably going to be like a Super Bowl trailer.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, you know, I, I it's really not far away. Yeah, considering it's not, like it's late December, considering
2: or late November rather.
1: Yeah, like we're we have almost like six months right, like six months till Guardians uh,
2: comes out um, May fifth.
1: May 5th right so that's like f- five
2: yeah five months a little bit more than five months
1: yeah which is so doable and, you know it's like it's not like the Batman where the trailer comes out and it's like two agonizing years before the masterpiece comes out that was painful to wait for Um, but you know I don't know I just hope that they give us a trailer next week at the CCXP it would be cool yeah
2: but yeah those guardians of the galaxy holiday special it was just so much fun
1: (laughs) hey remember when kevin bacon was watching uh the space christmas special in his home was that a real movie
2: i have no idea i was looking at that and me it
1: is me and my partner were watching it and we were like is that real or did they just make it for the movie? Because I don't put that past James Gunn. But also, I figured he would more than likely use something real.
2: Could be Star weird. Trek or something. I could see Star Trek doing something like that.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Because he's like a huge canon. Star Trek fan. Yeah, Santa's canon to so much. Wait, Santa. I'm looking this up. Santa, Star Trek. No, but they wear Santa hats in it. Santa Q. Okay, this is a rabbit hole. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> no more. I I just closed it. I'm not I'm not looking at this anymore.
2: Yeah, I don't I'm not seeing anything. I but I feel I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if it's real. Maybe there's something in the credits or something. I don't know. Or maybe they did film it for that, but it just they could have just I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but but um uh, yeah, I think that's the show. Go watch the I mean, I I don't know why you'd still be here if you haven't seen the fucking special, but <laughs> uh go watch the special again. Uh but yeah. Thanks for listening to the Avengers Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow us, we're at Avenge Nerds on Twitter. That's A-V-E-N-G-E, nerds. All one word. If you want to follow either one of us, you can reach me at itszenith underscore on Twitter. Where can they find
0: each of you? Nowhere. Follow our social medias. Will?
1: For me, it's actually nowhere. Like, like the celestial body, nowhere. Like I'm living up there with the Guardians right now, so.
2: Oh, what's um, it like?
1: It's... It's epic. It's Christmas time. Anyways, you can find me for real though at um two rock seven seven zero uh on Instagram and uh request to follow me.
2: Imagine being private. Couldn't be me. Bro,
1: I have family, dude. I have family, I don't want them to see what I post.
2: So do I. I should be private, (laughs) to be honest. But it is what it is. Uh, We have a Discord if you'd like to join the conversation there. Uh, Those will be linked in the show notes. You can also check out our link tree for any additional links you may be interested in. You can also review the show in-app on Apple Podcasts. If you can leave five stars in a review, it would really help us out. Thanks again for listening to the Adventures Podcast. We'll see you next week.
0: Later.